This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome, everybody. It's Wolf, no Starks, and Dos Ninjas. We're back, baby. You <laughs> Just can't like get rid bad of us. breath in the morning, you guys are back. They loved us last Friday. We <laughs> got the win on Sunday. They brought us right back on Monday. You can't interrupt the mojo. No, you're not getting rid of us anytime soon. <laughs> not anytime soon. Starks is going to have to fight us for this seat's back. Actually, we're definitely going to lose that fight no, even I mean, if we fought him we've together. We've a little traction here in the locker room. We, we've gotten some real estate here. You can't just kick us out that easily. That would be like oh, the, Max Starks can. That would be like, like the Prince's Bride with, you know, they uh, Andre the Giant playing the, the, yeah, the, the right. big guy. And, you know. Or it's like Indiana Jones, the first one. Oh, yeah. You know when, I mean? when the guy with, is, the big with the saber sword, and yeah. he just shoots him he down. Shoots. <laughs> okay. All right. Don't you touch. Hey, you can't shoot Max, okay? <laughs> yeah, come on, Jacob. Well, I don't want Max to shoot me either. I mean, like, we're all friends here. Oh, Let's absolutely. be honest. We're all friends here. Well, what a joy to oh. come back from Cleveland. You know, the ride, the ride back is always a bummer. You know, in the sense of it's about two and a half hours. You know, you're driving from Cleveland and you get stuck on the highway. You're fighting and the traffic, traffic from the game, everything. yeah. But it makes it so much better when oh, you got the W in goodness. your pocket. Smiling from ear to ear all two and a half hours, I bet. Not bad, yes. There isn't a bad Sunday when your team gets the win. That's of true. Of course not. That's true. That's like... um you know what? There's really there's not a bad burger. You know, if it's you... a little extra sweeter when you do it in the dog pound, though, right? Come it on, is. yeah, it's a little it extra is. tasty. You know, it's not quite the dog pound that it was back in the no. Cleveland Municipal mistake on the lake, uh, <laughs> back in the day. You know what was so bad about that that stadium? Besides all the other things I talked about, um, there's there's these columns that would run vertically. You know, from the lower section to the upper section. You know, right. the roof, right? And some people had seats right by those columns. Couldn't see. They couldn't see. They're, they're I mean, they're, yeah, they're doing the look one way, bobbing then back look and the forth. Other. Yeah. You talk about a lousy, a lousy building. Who was the architect on that one? <laughs> so, bad, bad break if you get that, yeah. that seat right behind it. <laughs> Could you imagine that? That was so I bad. hope it was a Cleveland Browns fan every time too. When it yeah, was I would hope so. That would just <laughs> that. That's just that's just wrong. No doubt about it. Well, welcome, everybody, and we invite you into the locker room. The number is 412-919-1316. What a day Mm. in Cleveland, giving a smackdown to the Brownies. And, by the way, they had Brownies up in the uh, Mm. press box. Very poetic. Oh, very good, though. Nice. Double chocolate chip? um, I don't think it was double chocolate chip. It was, uh, but moist. You know, oh. If you get good moist brownies, let me tell you something. That's all you need. That's you know, that's that's good. You just stuff. need that moistness. I was I was all sugared up going home, man. <laughs> it was like right. You're, you're feeling the sugar high. You're feeling the high from the wind. Oh yeah. That's just because all. you put five brownies in your pocket though for the ride home. Come on, Wolf. <laughs> who told you? <laughs> so I come home, and you know my 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 oldest son, or not my oldest son, my third boy. Uh, my third son, 19 years old yesterday. Happy birthday! Happy to him, birthday yes. to Max. Max uh, heard had the a shout birthday. out on the sh- on the then, game. So, yes. So then I come home and what do I get? Well, a little birthday cake, you mm. know, on top of the brownies. On top of the brownies yeah. that you had in the car after the ones you had that's during a, the game. That's all a fat guy like me needs, right? You were just winning all over the place yesterday. <laughs> just wins, yes. wins everywhere. Not a bad day to be Craig Wolf. <laughs> it was a good day to be me, no doubt about it. Oh my goodness! Well, it was an even better day to be a Pittsburgh Steeler, no doubt, and a Pittsburgh Steeler fan because. Because this is a game that just, you know, everything in my mind 
went to the game and said, okay, and everybody knows exactly what it's about. It's about the run. Mm-hmm. You got the number one rushing team. That run that the Browns have, their ability to stretch defenses like saltwater tap. Did you ever go to county fair and see how taffy's made yeah they got the big yeah, stick it's, right it's like yeah, a yeah, well, big it, rotator, rotator thing, thing yeah. that, that stretches it you know pulls it apart and then yeah. it holds it over itself like 30 billion times or something exactly yeah. and the thing that was so essential was to stop the run all right which they did beautifully then because what comes next is it's the play action mm-hmm. which you know baker runs pretty well then you've got the misdirection, and then you got the screen game. That and they tried it all, and it once they got that that ground game to to cease and desist from tearing them up. Because Nick Chubb had what a run of fourteen and twenty one, I think, were the two big. Twenty one was his long one. Yeah, right. So but from he only, that, he only averaged three point eight per carry. That's two yards less than his average well, carry going about, into the think game. Think about this: you take away that fourteen and twenty one, and he had what. What's 12 carries for 26 yards That's or something That's pretty much like that. right on, yeah. Wow. I, I can't even believe I got the math right. You nailed yeah. it. What's that? I said, look, at, I mean, you cannot lose. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me what you guys thought as you went into the game. Because to me, it was all about can you stop the run and, and, and will you stop the run? Because if you stop the run, it stops so much else. So what were you guys thinking? Well, I think that's – so spot on right there is the run sets up everything for the Cleveland Browns. So if you can stop that, you're going to have a good uh, a good chance of stopping everything else that they like to do. Uh, I was pretty nervous heading into this game. I was not very optimistic about how they would handle Nick Chubb in that rushing offense. My God, did they handle it beautifully, though. Only 96 total yards allowed for the entire team. Second best rushing team as far as yards per game is concerned in the entire NFL. And the Steelers just shut them down, and I... I keep saying it to myself after the game when I woke up this morning. I mean, you give Mike Tomlin two weeks to prepare for a team that he's very familiar with, and I think you're going to see these results nine times out of ten against them. He, His defensive game plan, I don't think it's far-fetched to say it was perfect. No, what did you say, Absolutely. Jacob? I think the Browns kind of did it themselves a disfavor by playing similar style to the Steelers did in the early parts of the season where <coughs> – Excuse me. Oh, my gosh. I'm getting all choked up over here because I'm just so (laughs) emotional because this was such a beautiful win for the team. But, no, think about it. At at the start of the year, the Steelers, the recipe everyone thought was run the ball and let Ben kind of facilitate the rest of the game. And it was the opposite. You saw Ben throwing about 20, 25 more passes per rush attempts. And now you look at the stat sheet here. Ben had 35 pass attempts. The Steelers ran the ball 32 times. That is about as 50-50 as you could possibly ask for. Bingo. You look at the Browns. Baker threw the ball 31 times. The team as a whole rushed 23 times. Nick Chubb only got 16 carries. I know. That's way that, too little. That is not what you're supposed to do if you're the Cleveland Browns, if you want to win this game, especially getting Nick Chubb back for the first time. So you got to wonder, what were the Browns thinking? Limiting themselves to barely using Nick Chubb. Well, were you surprised? First play of the game, they come out and they throw a pass play. I was. And, if you listen to the broadcast, I yeah. go, okay, we're going to see the run yeah, start, that's boom, right. boom, boom. And then he throws the ball. I go, okay, I'm well, done. Well, that's why I'm not a defensive coordinator. <laughs> I think that's why you that's actually why said. Not, yeah, exactly. But then as the game went on, there was a stat that popped up. It was, I think, early in the second quarter or maybe late in the first. On Brown's first downs, they passed like six times, and they only ran the ball once. 
I mean, that's just outthinking yourself, right? That's just trying to get a little too fancy. You're you're sitting there in your coach's meeting if you're Stefanski and you're saying, Mike's going to stop the run. He's going to commit to stop the run. I'm going to pass the ball on him on first down and get him guessing you know, the wrong way. And, and I think they overthought things because just line up, 13 personnel, Absolutely. put a hat on a hat. And old school, pound the ball down the throat. Well, the beautiful thing about it is they went multiple tight ends a number of times. All the time. And the fact is, you defensively speaking, you've got people in the right direction going in the right places all the time. They held their gaps. They mm-hmm. flowed to the ball. They didn't get locked up in mortal combat to the edge of death. You know, it was like when the play came to somebody, they were able to come off the block yes. and be able to make the play. And nobody got out of position, basically, other than one time uh, Alex Highsmith didn't quite set the edge. He and Terrell Edmonds got banged up on the outside. Mm-hmm. Early on, I think Nick Chubb had a 14-yard that run. That was the, like the first big yeah, run of the yeah, game. Yeah, first big yeah. run of the game. On their first drive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I'll tell you what, Highsmith came back to make one of the biggest plays in the fourth quarter when he tackled Chubb yes. from behind on a minus one-yard run. He's and what, been really what, impressive. What discipline by Highsmith, because oh. the play before, it was, what, that second and long, and or maybe even the third and long, and he got called for that pretty iffy call on roughing the passer. Yeah. So that play extended the drive, but the very next play, Wolf, he was able to stop Nick Chubb. And you said during the broadcast, if he's unable to catch up from Nick Chubb from behind, Nick Chubb's going to the house. He was going to the house. It looked like he had blockers out there. There was only a couple of defensive backs and everything. Um, that's exactly so. So you got yeah. Highsmith makes that play. The three big plays on the fourth quarter were Highsmith tackling Chubb from behind, Minka Fitzpatrick breaking up uh, Jarvis Landry on the 4th and 12, and then Ben hitting Deontay for that 50-yarder. Can I add another one in oh, there? Oh, absolutely. The Joe Show, baby, forcing jo- that fumble. Absolutely. They were right down there. How could there. I forget They're that? They're at least getting a field goal there. I can't, I'm an offensive lineman. I only go on to three. Okay? <laughs> we went on four one time in my entire career. And you fall started. I did. <laughs> but I was not alone. I was not alone. The only one who didn't jump off sides was the great Mike Webster. You know, they say – Is that one of those calls where it's like the ref goes yeah. off sides or false start, everyone except for the center? Well, no, no, he said except for Mike Webster. Okay. Because, because Webby was that well-renowned <laughs> right, right, right. in the league, you know. But Joe Show with that big fumble on Jarvis Landry. It was Landry. huge. Humongous T.J. Watt coming out of the pile with it. And, of it. course, it's T.J. Watt recovering uh, Of course, because he's always around the football. Uh, you, you felt like they needed a turnover to still win. I know they had the lead at that point, but you felt like a turnover was needed because the Browns were at least going to get into field goal range every time. And boom, Joe Show gave you that big turnover. The beautiful thing it about huge. it was, you know, guys like T.J. Watt, they are great players because they adhere to specific principles. One is you always run to the ball. When you run to the ball, good things happen. Good things That's happen. what my coaches used to say all the time. Run to the ball, good things happen. Offensively. You run to the ball. Good things happen because sometimes you can avoid a, a guy piling on your guy. You can peel a guy up the pile. Or you get in on a fumble recovery, and you're the one that gets to, you know, well, fat guys, we don't do too well on that. <laughs> Hanging on the ball. But <laughs> but other than that, you know, running to the ball is a good thing, and that's a good habitual thing to do. And that's why T.J. Watt is such a great player because of his effort and his ability to recognize big moments like that sack. He had, you know, yes. I just love to conquer and got hurt. And, you know, when, when you got a backup coming in, you better be the man that that, that takes right. advantage of that opportunity. He takes Blake Hans and, and just spins him on a, on a rush, and that was a great job. You're talking about T.J. Watt always having a nose for the football and always oh, trying to man. be around the football. Another big play in the first half, it was third down for the Browns, and Nick Chubb runs to the outside. And the Steelers do a really good job of setting that edge. And T.J. Watt comes from the exact opposite side of the field. I mean, he beats his man on a quick swim move. Just It wasn't even close. And oh. 
he tracks Nick Chubb from behind and doesn't give up on the play and gets him down to force a punt. So, I mean, he's – no matter where Waters he is on the special. field, he's going to yeah. be at the ball in about two seconds. That's for damn sure. No doubt about it. I mean, the fact is just watching these guys operate and go after it. I was excited just because of the fact this was um, – there was just so much good stuff going on. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> we're seeing a, the culmination of a couple of things that I think are really cool. Um, defensively speaking – that was just such a great group effort to stay in your gaps, get your run gap fit, stay yes. in your gaps, and squeeze to the ball. All guys, the, the inside linebackers who've been a bit maligned, which justifiably so, they've had some issues. Um, they came up big. The defensive line just, oh, they were just great. You know, um, That's where I give a lot of the credit and I give to. And, and a lot of the offensive line, too. Let me tell you something, man. Yes. Adrian Clem, and, I, and I've said this before, give him time. He's produced good lines wherever he's been. People in the business speak so highly of him, guys that he's actually coached, you know, and that you respect the guys that, you know, you, you talk to some of them and, and they speak so highly of Adrian. Um, and you saw yesterday what I think is beginning now, this offensive line really getting an opportunity to gel, come together, uh, you look at that touchdown run by Najee when mm. he airmailed himself into the oh, yeah. end zone. Oh, my goodness. That, like That's the a counter seas, trap. Right? It's just a counter trap. That's all it is. You got Kevin Dawson pulling from the left guard. What's he do? He kicks out the end man of line. It was a good kick out. You got on the on the right side, Chooks went up to the second level and drove, I think it was Malcolm Smith, the linebacker, all the way to the goal line just about. Then you got Trey Turner, who had a big hog all by himself, and he pins him to the inside. Kendrick Green gets the block block back, and we've talked about Kendrick, his aiming points being a little bit rough sometimes. Well, you get the genius block between him and Kendrick Green, and Kevin Dotson, uh, I'm sorry, then you got the guard pulling and kicking. You got Fryermuth coming underneath as well, and boom. It's like a symphony. It, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. wide open like you talked about. He could moonwalk you know? into the end zone. Absolutely, if you know how to moonwalk. Yeah, him. He decided to jump five yards into the air in right. the end zone. He didn't he's, even need to almost. It he's just, just such an athletic freak. Yeah. But – you see what Najee can really do when he does have that room to operate, when the line gives him a clean three or four yards before he gets hit. Because he doesn't go down for another three or four yards after no. he gets hit. So I think you could go back to the Green Bay game and put circle that as the, the turning point for the line. Because I think that's when they really started to, to get jump. their feet underneath them. And this, I think, was their best performance of the year so far. Excellent. Ab absolutely excellent. You know, I think you make a great point. There were some beginnings there in the Green Bay. But the attention to detail, if you watch, uh, I watched a little bit of the film this morning. i got to watch it all this afternoon and be like, oh, boy. Um, you know, that's the problem, you know, when you're an old guy. You know, it's in my. I remember doing this job in my, what, uh, 40s, right? And be like, oh, you know, you're out late, whatever. And you just pop up, you you know, watch film and all that stuff. It's easy, yeah. Now in your 60s, it's like, eh, you kind of fall over <laughs> Roll out of bed, <laughs> hit the ground. You know, may have to pick yourself up. I remember, you know, back in the day, the day after a game, the first thing is after a like a, a Sunday game, you you wake up in the morning. The first thing you do is like it's a body check. All right, what's checking in? What hurts? Yeah, <laughs> what what hurts? What's not checking in? What's refusing to come alive right now? You know, I have a feeling when you'd wake up on Mondays, this was the noise that would often be made. Uh, uh, help. Yeah. <laughs> exactly please help but you know that's that's part of the process yes. of uh you know what you go through but uh thinking about it again looking at this offensive line um i, I loved it because the other thing was 
the one Adrian Clem moment I was thinking about because the details were just so fine on that run. I mean, that's exactly what you want on the, on the counter trap when you you know pull when you got the trailer and the guy goes through. All it was good, and then it was the touchdown pass to Pat Fryermuth, oh. where they rush six oh guys or so, and um, everybody's locked up one on one except for Najee Harris. Najee makes a great little chip block on Miles Garrett to help out Dan Moore, and Ben throws the rock in there to Fryermuth, who does a toe tapper, spectacular. I mean, but that's solid protection yes. up front, and it was a great catch by the Friar Muth. And how about Dan Moore? I mean, that guy was facing Miles Garrett one-on-one almost all game long. I know Garrett got a sack, and Garrett it. disrupted the game every once in a while, but it's not your some, typical Miles Garrett performance. No, he got some chips. He got some uh, some help from uh, you know now and then from guys. But, I, but I it was mainly him on Nick Garrett, and I'm it was impressive. You, they're, they're, this young man is coming along. Yes. You know, um, he battled all day long. Now, I'll, I'll say this. He's got to, you know, and I most humbly, you know, throw that out to you, Danny, because uh, I'm a big fan. But the fact is, if he get his feet correct— he gets behind and he Because that shuffles. happened a lot, right? Garrett would just Here's, speed by him. He, yeah, when you get behind in your kick step yeah. and you don't maintain the proper inside-out centerline angle, you get – and these guys, I, I know from, you know, playing against some great pass rushers out there when I got thrown. You know, back in the day, I got thrown to the Wolves. I'm a left guard. I want to stay at left guard. Eight, nine years, my first eight, nine years. I, not only did I play guard, just left guard, right? Yeah. Then suddenly – uh, all the tackles get hurt, and I'm like the tallest guard by a half an inch. <laughs> like, there so, you go. So you're out to the – what? That's your criteria? A half inch? You kidding me? I don't want to go out there. Try it's to like, wide open field. Did I, you try I to like shrug, the, make yourself a little shorter? <laughs> no, I'm like I, – I like the phone booth. I like the, the you know, close quarter Two guys next to me. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's right here. It's just you – get you know, there's not a lot of room to roam. It's, it's, a, it's a fist fight. You know, you're not out in that parking lot going at it with somebody who's got a lot of speed and athleticism, you know? I, I know exactly oh. what you mean, though, about Dan Moore. I mean, you saw that. Anytime Garrett really got – him it was the speed rush up the well, field his he, step he was just, just a step late well here's the thing about it what's what you need to do is make sure that you don't shuffle you got to step slide you got to step and drag step and drag and keep your feet fundamentally in contact so that you have balance at all time you seek balance and motion not balance and stillness if you that the boxing we this this developed with with Tunch and I went for us when we first started out years ago, when we worked with a guy named Sarge Edwards many years ago, who was a martial artist, and he taught us a lot of the boxing footwork. Yeah. And he said the biggest thing about this is that you, you always are looking for that balance, and you want to be in contact with the ground. When you get your feet close together, here's what happens. If you watch any good professional fighters, they'll watch your feet. When your feet come together, they'll hit you. Why? Because it's your balance Timber. has been, yes, yeah. your balance has been reduced, and it's the same way. When you are are step sliding back, you want to make sure you kick step, step and drag, step and drag, so that you're always in contact, and then you have an opportunity to punch at any time. Right. And that's just what Danny can do to help himself. He's he's really coming along. He's doing a good job. Uh, he faced his most fearsome opponent that he's faced to date. Probably right? will face all year too. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah and he's going to see him again. You know, you're so right you, about that. You got to, you got, <laughs> you know, you so you got to make sure that you're on your p's and q's and you develop. But you know, I think uh, for this for this guy, um, absolutely that uh, you know, Danny did a good job, and um, I think he should go and have a 
couple of brownies like I did. Mm, I'm sure he did, <laughs> if not already. Yeah. I'm sure. All right, it's Wolf, no Starks, and the Ninjas because our, our dear Max is caught somewhere in Cleveland. His, his poor guy, his flight got canceled. Be careful out there, Max. Yeah, really. And have a brownie while you're at yes. it. Okay, we'll be back with more after this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. What a game. Oh, my. Gutsy, gutsy, gutsy. What a game. Absolutely. It really was a lot of fun. You know, what? What did you guys get Calientes, by the way, back oh, there? Yeah. Yes. Every Sunday oh, or yeah, Monday or Caliente Thursday night, whatever. I had about five slices of banana pepper pizza. Ooh. Ooh. I love banana pepper pizza. Really? Bacon cheesy yeah. bread. Ooh. Oh, man. What was that seasoning on those wings? Though? I don't know, but it was good. They were just like it was like a dry rub wing, boneless wings, but a, a dry rub with some really good seasoning. They got there. some great, great wings. There. Caliente treats us well on game days. Oh, so. yeah. oh yeah, you don't have to worry about us on game days. Okay. You got your brownies, but we got our field too. <laughs> I would rather have Calientes than the brownies. Let me tell you. Although the brownies were good because the brownies were the brownies. Yes. So uh, I guess Juju could say the brownies were still the brownies. We're still the brownies. Yeah, yes. no doubt about it. Well. <laughs> The fact of the matter is the Steelers went in and did such a great job. That was such a great environment for a game yesterday. It was really exciting, and I got to go. My first game ball, uh, we're going to start with the the game balls, but my first game ball has got to be through the defense overall. Mm. I mean, it was a team effort from from the first guy to the last guy. It's so hard to pick one, right? Oh, it is. I mean, this is one of these games, and and it's – there are there are stars in and of it. You could talk about the Schobert. You could talk about uh, T.J. Watt. You could talk about you know a number of guys there. But defensively speaking, overall, to hold Nick Chubb to 61 yards rushing, and if you take away his 14 yarders, 21 yarder, you're talking about 14 carries for 26 yards. Yeah. Ridiculous. Two yards or less on a run, 10 times on 10 of those carries, and on five of those carries, he was stuffed for no gain. I'm telling you what, baby. You give a game ball to every man on that defense because that is remarkable to hold a guy like Nick Chubb down to, what did you say, two yards below his rushing average, yes. Tom? He averages 5.8 heading into this game. He had 3.8 per carry in this one. My phenomenal. goodness. That's just something. And like you said, it would have been even less if you take out those two big chunk plays that they gave up. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, and, and you, you know, the thing about it is you go back and flash back to Seattle and you think about, you know, the second half. Oh, my God. You know, in the third quarter. Night and day of a difference. But the difference is is that paying attention to detail, working your technique, and and just refusing to be blocked. Uh, the mentality of those guys to go out and do the job that they did, spectacular. Absolutely spectacular. spectacular. Yep. I think all of them very deserving of the game ball. I'm going to give my game ball on the defensive side to one person, though. First of all, I think you can give a game ball to Watt and Hayward almost every single game. (laughs) So I'm not going to go with those two. I'm going to go with the Joe show. I'm going to go with Joe Schobert. Big force fumble towards the end of the game there on Jarvis Landry. He had nine total tackles leading the team, six of them solo. That led the team as well. Uh, Obviously, maybe some gaffes in pass coverage. Okay, that happens every once in a while when you're a linebacker. But I think the defensive line playing well, maybe their best game since Buffalo, freed Schobert and Bush up in that second level to clean things up and do their thing. And I think that's what you expected Schobert to do when you brought him in here in that trade in the offseason is be a guy who led the team in tackles uh, every game. And 
be a guy that can make a big splash play like that forced fumble. So I know that a lot of Steelers fans have been wanting more out of Schobert, but I think this is the game where he finally, you know, gave you what you've been this longing for. This is the for. Joe Schobert that you saw tape from in Jacksonville and in Cleveland. And you yes. said this guy is going to key up some big holes left by what was a disappointing inside linebacker core last year. Yes, so I, I think Joe Schobert played his best game as a Steeler, and he's going to get a game ball from me in the locker That's room. That's totally fair. I mean, I think you're spot on. I think you can give the game ball to to Cam or to TJ wait, 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 every wait, wait, This is your game ball. No, right. I know, I know, but okay, no, I, just... I like I like that Tom is trying to spice things up. However, I'm going to give mine. I'm going to go with the with the low hanging fruit here. T.J. Watt, one and a half sacks, <laughs> the fumble recovery. I, I I'm I'm not even going to apologize because this guy deserves all the credit. Had a half more sack than Miles Garrett. Three quarterback hits. Three QB hits. I mean, I don't think he got a tackle for loss. He had other one. Than the, other than the oh, sack. He had one. Oh, he did. Yep. Okay, well there you go. How dare you? Ugh, how dare I ever <laughs> doubt the the capabilities of T.J. Watt? But there you go. Even more of a reason for me to give him my game ball. I mean, the guy is just a, a, a feast on quarterbacks. A feast when it comes to ball attacking and whoever's carrying it so i gotta give it to tj you know i love when you guys scrap <laughs> the two of us yeah friendly place and yet it's just but you gotta it's have always, it's heated discussion of you know that's the way it is in the locker room because you have to have passion you bring your passion absolutely. out and you just get absolutely yeah, gone so how dare you not give proper oh. credit to tj Watt? He, he's gonna be the defensive player of the whoa. year whoa 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 i didn't expect to get it back there. that's it all right jacob's ready he's he's getting all frothy in the mouth <laughs> right he's just like a like a pit bull yeah i'm, I'm I'm the smallest guy here, but don't don't think I'm not scrapping. I can hold my own. Gotcha. I gotcha. All right. Well, you know what? Think about it, man. I mean, we're talking about the same thing. Defensively speaking, the initiation of uh, the, the the defensive uh, glue to come together and, and shut down a rushing attack. That was number one in the NFL. I mean, they're unbelievable. And they if you watch them against the other teams, again, when I talk about stretching them like saltwater taffy, the way these guys will make you run, they want to turn, get the defensive linemen to turn their shoulders to become one-dimensional. When you do that, now the back can pick one that one run where he starts to the outside, he can pick six holes across the board. You know, it's all about the cutback. And some of the teams, you know, the cutback isn't even that big. It's They wash the whole defensive line down, yeah. and then the guy runs, you know, to the vacated area right. in the backside. And it's... It's not as much a cutback. It is that defensive line is being run off the board by that offensive line. And so for them to be able to say, okay, we're going to play our run gaps and do so in a determined fashion, we're, we're not going to be moved. We're not going to be, uh, we're not, it, like Mike Tomlin said, you can't have dirty eyes. You got to have clean eyes. You got to see what you see and not be caught up in the, what did I think I see? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the problem. When you start with that three card Monty stuff and they start, you know, hiding the ball, whatever you think about Baker Mayfield, he does well with misdirection and play action I passes. I agree. That's his bread and butter for sure. Uh, only time I really think that the line was successful washing the Steelers down and finding those holes was on the Dearness Johnson touchdown run. And even then, it was more of a case of maybe a Steeler took the wrong gap there. Right. For, it wasn't necessarily the D line right. that was that fault. No. But that's what he's talking about. If you stay disciplined and you stay in your gaps, you're not going to have those kind of cutback opportunities like Johnson had for that touchdown run. And thank God that was really the only big one that, that happened against the Steelers. I know Chubb had a couple big runs, but... 
You'll take a couple big runs uh, against a team as explosive as this. Yeah, you'll take they, a couple They could of rack big up runs a ton of big runs if, on you. If it only amounts to less than 100 yards. Exactly. No question. And you think about it now, was it 96 total? For 96 the total. Yep. And that, that, that includes Chubbs. So Chubbs is even less than that. I think Chubb, what, got like 80-some, Tom? 61. Oh, my yeah, 61, goodness. yeah. And the thing, here's the other thing, too. I thought Najee did a great job. Najee. I got to get that right. Najee. Yeah, I got that little, uh, I don't know, like a European flag. You, 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 you go with the, uh, the Mike Tomlinism when he just called him by his number. 22. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> two, two, yeah. He loves calling guys two, two's by Two-two's great. Numbers. Yeah, there you go. Two-two's great. Uh, but Najee, one of the things that I really appreciated, there was a run in the second half. I didn't get a chance to comment on it during the game, but I remember it distinctly, where he paused, waited, and showed something that I, I had not seen in, in as great a – uh, moment as I've seen here where he just paused and then accelerated on a cutback through the hole, waiting for the double team to uh, – Was that his 20-yard run? I don't remember what run it was. I can't – you know, I was just like marveling at the good blocking up front, as I as want to. I mean, you know. Yeah. You know, fat guys watch fat guys. It's easy to marvel. Yeah. it's <laughs> It was easy to marvel yesterday. But, you know, it showed me that Najee is learning. He's getting – um, those eyes, and he's able to see, and he's playing peekaboo now with the linebackers more than what he was doing early on. Uh, early on, it, there wasn't much movement at the point of attack, and if you don't get that movement, you know you're going to crash straight ahead, and uh, you know Najee's going to run and run hard. But now, for him to stop behind the double team and then kind of jump cut or slide to the right and then cut back against the grain, just it was beautiful. Nice job, and what I appreciate it showed me his attention to professionalism you know it's one oh, thing yeah. to just be you know you can airmail yourself in from uh, the five yard line right. on that td run you know you can take the pitch and run to the flag okay it doesn't take a whole lot there other than speed and athleticism but to see with the eyes that he saw and we had an opportunity to see later on some of the um the end zone view of it it was it was very nicely done it was a professional running back getting the job done Keying the move, making sure that the, he played peekaboo with the linebacker, let the double team take effect, and when the linebacker went one way, you go the other way. He runs like a veteran already. Uh, no He's starting question. to. He's starting to. And his athleticism and his oh yeah, his just toughness too. He's so strong. I mean, the play that I think for him in that game was the dump off that Jacob was just talking to, where he took it for twenty yards, right. stiff arm a guy to the ground. Mm. Then he runs, and instead of going out of bounds after the twenty yards that he gained, he gives one he more lowers stiff arm, the pop yeah. on the safety and didn't just even, didn't boom, even gain an extra yard, maybe an extra yard at most. But he but delivered just the to punishment put the hammer there. on him. Absolutely, the, the play I think of is somewhere in the in the middle of that third quarter. The Steelers need to put up some points because they're still down 10-3. to three. Fourth and one at midfield because they're without oh, Chris Boswell. Man. They don't want to punt the ball away because they're they're right at midfield and they obviously aren't going to try to kick a field goal. Fourth and one, just he doesn't do like a Le'Veon Bell, wait for the hole to develop. He just tucks his shoulder and keeps chugging. Those legs of his are just so big. Reminds you of Derrick Henry almost in a way, the, the way he just uses his strength to propel himself over the pile. I mean, the guy can do it all. Those that's, Alabama backs are a different breed, that's for sure. Yeah. Is it safe to assume that's your game ball on offense? Uh, you know what? Because um, if you back. don't give it to Najee, I'm giving oh, it to Najee. No, you, can, you, you go right ahead. I'll give it to Najee because, okay. I, I, I mean, we just said it we all. Just I mean, said, everything we just, we just said, and you you, you got to at least give a hat tip to the offensive line, though, because 
again, we saw what Najee was doing when the line was playing a little below par. Yeah, he was breaking tackles, but they were two, three-yard gains because he had to fight for everything. Now he's getting two or three yards clean and fighting for those extra three or four yards to make it a six, seven-yard gain. And things are starting to cook with that Steelers run offense now. Oh, I'm liking it. I am, I'm too. Absolutely. I mean, would have been nice team... to break the century mark, Najee, by himself. They but I'll it. take the team doing it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's okay. I mean, he was only nine yards away. It's not like yeah, he was pretty no. far off. He was right there. No question. And now, do you have an offensive game ball? Do you I, I would say if it's not for Najee, I think you have to go. And, and I have a feeling I know where Wolf is going to go, so I'm going to yeah. back away from it. But I'm, So I'm going to go with Pat Frymuth for my offensive game ball. Very Moose. good. Moose. I mean, we, we talked about how Najee Harris and Green Bay had that breakout game, and every day since, he's really hard to be consistent. Well, with Eric Ebron out, and it was just the Zach Gentry and Pat Frymuth show. Let's not let's not shy away from Jack Zach Gentry's day because great run blocker. I mean, one of Wolf's favorite guys in the teams. Great run blocker. How tall is he, Wolf? Six. Uh, oh, six twelve. Six yeah. something like that. I mean, <laughs> Zach Gentry, is, yeah. He is huge. Yeah. And he had that. It was what a first and twenty after a a holding call. I think on on Kendrick Green got every single one of those yards back and more. 24-yard catch. Wide open yep. up the middle and just kept chugging along. Let's not let's not shy away from the day he had. But Pat Frymuth, I mean, the, the catch, guys. That was, well, that was sensational. He's a playmaker. That, that, up, looked like, that looked like Deontay Johnson's catch in week one it, against It was Buffalo. almost a, yes, I agree. It was. You know, the thing about it was he was in the slot. You got Chase Claypool to his outside. And um, they ran a uh, Chase ran a return route. That's where you, you go up and you you go inside, then return to the sidelines. You know, so you're coming back, and then over the top of that, you've got um, Fryermuth running the flag route to the flag, and that was a great throw and an, and an even better catch. You know, to be able to catch that ball and with that wingspan, that radius that he's got, and get his feet down. You know, and he talked about it, you know, in the preseason. He said, yeah, I, I've been working on it because, you know, I'm used two to college now, yeah. running. Yeah, now you got two. Um, and, you know, just for him to make that catch, I mean, you're talking about, I think he had, what, four for four yesterday? And four for four, 44 four, yards. There fours, you go. Fours across the board. Okay, so <laughs> fours across the board. He's like the second leading rookie tight end catching the ball or something. Behind Kyle, Kyle behind Pitts. Yep. Kyle yeah. Pitts. Absolutely. Not you know, bad company. Yeah, I would say that's pretty great company. But the guy that always intrigues me is the 6'12", Zach Gentry. I always laugh because mm -hmm. I love Ebron calling him 6'12", you know, because he's such a tall target. And he's coming on. I mean, number one, he is, he had a he good is day right yesterday. now. You go, and, you know, pro football focus, sometimes I agree with him, sometimes I don't. It's just, you know, personal matter of choice and watching. But I agree that, you know, he is one of the top tight ends in run blocking yes. and pass protection. Well, when you're that you big. Know? Well, yeah, that's what you – when we were doing training camp, when you were doing training camp broadcasts, that was the one guy that really popped. You were like, yeah. wow, did Zach get big over the offseason? Yeah. He put on a lot of weight this offseason, and it's paying good, dividends. Man. Yeah, You got muscled up. I don't want to, you know – I'm not trying to take a shot at anybody here, so I hope you don't think this, but Eric Ebron – Slipping down this depth chart a little bit because they're very successful in this game with Fryermuth and Gentry. When Ebron's healthy, I don't necessarily want Gentry to start falling back to his normal role. I think he's earning a bigger role as this season rolls on. Well, there's no question about it. I mean, you're paying a lot of money for Eric Ebron for two yeah. years, what twelve mil over two years. Yeah, and right now he's only got he's got the, he's in single digits in the catch. 
Um, Frymuth is a better playmaker than he well, is right, right now. now. You can see the future that's opening up. Yes. You, you know, see the hands. I mean, Marco Bali had a great tweet saying yesterday, he said, I think someone mentioned to me that Pat Frymuth never dropped a red zone target when he was at Penn State. That's what everyone Don't was... say it. You're no, going to jinx him. No, that's what no don't say it. Can you Wait, believe knock this? Knock on wood. Here, here, slam my head that's here. Can you believe this, kid? He was at Penn State and, 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 never, and never jinxed him there. They're saying it again here. And look at that. Look at that catch he had in the back You're of the right. end zone. You're right. But when we go to break, you got to knock on my head. We All need right, some I wood will. here. I can't believe well, this, we're not gonna, Are we going to get yours after the break? There you go. You can hear I did it for you. How hard is your head, man? Oh, man. I heard that through my headphones. Brother, listen to me. You want You want a coconut to lay on a coconut? Uh, this kid's got a coconut. You know, it's like I told I told some of the guys. I go, let me tell you something, man. Back in the day, it's about putting your forehead in a man's <laughs> chin. That's all we did. Nowadays, it's a different animal. I was talking to Doug Deacon, the old great, you know, uh, offensive lineman yeah. for the Cleveland Browns. Played 14 years, and he and I were the same era and everything. And we we're talking about going, yeah, what a difference in the blocking techniques and everything else. And just going <laughs> through it, and we're going, we don't really need these coconuts like that. Like, like not they anymore. Are not, not anymore. But I will tell you. This we need more from the fans in numbers 412 919 1316. We're going to come back with more. You've got Wolf, no Starks, because Max unfortunately is in transit heading back home to Phoenix. But we also have Dos Ninjas, and right here we got Tom and Jacob. We'll be back with more. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Back in the locker room, Wolf, no Starks, and Dust Ninjas. I love it. You guys, again, appreciate you guys coming along and uh, Get out of Well, it's always a pleasure. We're never you know, leaving. Grateful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you appreciate us. You're going to get sick of us real quick. <laughs> no. I appreciate you guys. That's for sure. Well, everyone wants to be a quarterback until you have to throw the ball and someone is about to hit you, said Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> okay. What do you think was going through the Wizard of Boz? <laughs> His my, you know the thing I I wanted I was gonna, wanted to say in the booth so bad just go, all right the Wizard of Oz just landed in the land of Oz yeah he, <laughs> you know there's a twister in his head right now stars oh yeah so yeah yep yeah. I you know as he's rolling to the right and you know you could see after they they went in motion and you know they were gonna uh attempt the field goal it was field I'm sorry they were gonna you know attempt a fake kick and uh, you got the Wizard of Oz rolling out and I'm thinking. Throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. Someone else made the point. You can't hold on to the ball that long. In this yeah, you, you know, unfortunately, uh, the Wizard of Boz doesn't have that clock like quarterbacks like a quarterback have in their clock, head. Yeah. And Jordan Elliott is closing 300-plus mm. pounds on the hoof in a mad dash right at him. That's like a, a bull. I mean, if you're now eating, the Wizard of Boz knows what it's like to be in Pamplona, Spain, when they're running to the bulls, <laughs> you know, and those guys get end up on the horns. I mean, because that's exactly what happened to Chris Boswell. The, of course, unfortunately, the Boz got corked right in the keys, right in the uh, right in the, the the grill. Yeah, you know, and it was just like pfft, that was powerful. That was a hard probably hit. should have thrown the flag on that. He is a passer. Uh, I don't know. Of... Probably. I think certainly. Yeah. It was helmet to helmet. How could you not? And he... The guy came up with a bloody nose. And he is a passer on yep. that play, so it's not. Gene Steratore said it. Yep. He's not yep. a runner, so he's not free to light up. He is passing the football. So I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. Tom Brady, 
Peyton Manning, any Aaron Rodgers, any quarterback. I would say most quarterbacks, maybe not even Ben, because they know Ben can take the hits. But those those marquee guys, those guys get that call. 10 out of 10, 100 out of 100 times. So, so Boz is going, look, you're not giving me the call. Exactly. I think Mike, I think I Tomlin th- was doing that too. A lot. I don't think, he, I don't think the Boz was thinking about any of those things after. It's good to hear that he's doing well. He, he posted something on Instagram yes. after the game saying, thanks for the prayers, feeling better, Steelers yeah. Nation. And then he said, I tried to dress up as a quarterback for Halloween and it did not, go- <laughs> <laughs> it didn't go well. You know, that's funny. And that's the only reason I'm, I'm laughing about now because I, I know that well, you know he's doing okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you know he's doing okay. But, you know, the thing about it is I always just say, uh, you know, concussion is like a party in your head for a while. You yeah, just, there's just a lot of confusing things going on upstairs in your gourd when you get concussed. And they're weird because he could be ready to go as soon as tomorrow or it might be a couple weeks, you know. So you got to keep your fingers crossed that he can get out of the protocol as fast as possible. And with him being fully healthy, of course. But right. Chris Boswell is an underrated weapon on this team. I mean, not only is it tough to win a game when you don't have your kicker, but he's an all pro level kicker. So. That, that's you very true. You're going to need him. You know, I, I got to tell you, uh, the call was great. Um, Fryermuth was open underneath. Now, he had one he yard had line. He had have been. It would have been close. Uh, would have <laughs> been better than what happened, though. Yeah. <laughs> that, anything would have been better <laughs> than the way. Let's be honest. If that if that touchdown is made, or even the first down, because it wasn't it wasn't fourth and goal yet. No, it was if they fourth get, and one. If they get a first down, yeah. everyone's saying, Shh, look at that, Tomlin, man. Just yeah. keeping the Cleveland Browns on their toes. Not being, not being predictable at all. Right. It's just, that's not what happened. There's a lot of people that, you know, they, and I understand, you know, I mean, you can look at it either way. You know, the, the, the point is they identified a weakness in the Browns um, special teams, special teams yeah. there. And, you know, that's one thing. They don't pull it out of the air for no reason. You know, they, they have these specific plays designed to take advantage. It's just like in Green Bay. You know, they saw a weakness there. They knew where they can get pressure off the edge. Unfortunately, the official blew the call. Right, but yes. they had you know a block scoop and score there. Hundred um, percent. This was was not just um, because it w- wasn't like you you absolutely had to have the touchdown. I mean, you know, you could have gone like you said, yeah, first down was there exactly. You know, and and the point is, there's there's a reason that they do this because they feel confident that they've identified a weakness that would give them the opportunity to run that fake. Because otherwise, you know, you'd think oh you'd run it more often, but you don't. You Clearly, know? there were two reads too. He yeah. had Gentry deep in the end zone, and right. he had Frymouth underneath. And he's a kicker, so he's not a quarterback, so he's probably not that great at going through, through his progressions on a play. Right. But you could tell he was glued on Gentry the whole time. And to the Browns' credit, they did a good job of recognizing him releasing off the line, and a couple of Browns followed him instead of just letting him go by him. But you could tell Boswell had glue eyes for Gentry in the back of the end zone. And when that wasn't there, he just pumped, pumped, and panicked. Never looked at Fryermuth. I he, I think he looked at him towards the end. But too the, late. The, the guy caught up. Yeah, the defensive yeah. back started to close on him, and he's running and out of And that's why he there. was holding on to the ball. At that point, <laughs> I think he got to just throw just the ball. Just throw it away. out of bounds, yeah. <laughs> No, I would have thrown it towards Fryermuth. You know, just just to see, just to, yeah, just to just see, see what happens. I guess because worst case scenario, they catch it in the end zone. It's a touchback. Yeah, I mean, you know, at that point in time, you've run out of options, and with three hundred pounds of of massive man running at you, yeah, it's time to live ready, to fight yeah, another day. It's, yeah. it's it's time to get out of dodge. Yes. you know what I mean. And so for the Wizard of Boz, you know, I remember one time we were playing the Browns at Three Rivers Stadium, and they blitzed off the ends. 
And uh, Mark Malone got sandwiched in between the two guys. So the crowd is going crazy. We're looking down. It's Mike Webster, myself, and Tunch looking at Malone. And we're looking at him. His helmet got knocked off. The, the hit was so vicious. Oh, yeah. So hard was the hit. The cheek pads in the helmet got blown out. He's uh, uh, bleeding from the mouth, and his eyes rolled up in his head. He's already checked into Monday, you know. Oh my Sunday. gosh! Yeah, so it sounds sit- like the movie The Exorcist, not a football game. <laughs> He's laying there, and I'm only laughing because Mark is fine. Everything, you know, course, ends, yeah. ends well. But we're sitting there, and Mike Webster looks down. And he goes, as the crowd is going wild, he goes, "Men, uh, you'll have this on a big job like that." <laughs> and then we all went. I got my man. I got my man. And nobody went over to help poor Mark up. Not the me. Trainers came not out, me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm innocent. Chuck, uh, Chuck, do not look at me, Chuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we're all arguing about whether or not we picked up the blitzes right, correct, and, and, and Mark's nobody, catatonic Mark, on the yeah, ground, yeah. He's just laying there, and the trainers finally come out to him. But, you know, I think Boz had, had, uh, was attended to a lot quicker than poor Mark was back in the day. Well, the Browns player threw him into the Steelers' sideline, so there wasn't much for the much ground the trainers needed to cover. He basically <laughs> threw him right into the medical yeah, tent. Jordan Elliott hit him. Oh, you know, poor Boz. I love that. What do you say? I, I trick or treated. I as a tried qu- to dress oh, yeah. up as a quarterback for Halloween and it didn't go well. <laughs> How about Miles Garrett as the Grim Reaper? You got to win if you come out like that. Yeah, right? I know. That's, uh... You can't just have all that talk or have all that confidence and not get more sacks than TJ Watt. Don't get me wrong. You. Uh, don't get me wrong. I loved it and I thought it was it's fun. It's Halloween. You do it for the kids. You know, I'm sure Cleveland kids uh, love that, but you got to win the football game. You got you Someone yeah. compared it to Cam. Cam Hayward's shirt that he wore coming out of the locker room to start the uh, the pregame warmups, and it said like "Shut the hell up and do your damn job" or something. Mm-hmm. The di- the disparity between those two guys. Yeah, there's a big difference. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why Cam. Hayward I just land on the side of the fence. Cam Hayward. You got to win the football game if you dress yeah. up like the Grim Reaper. Right. But and what did, ben, what did Ben say in postgame? He's like, he can keep the tombstones yeah, in, the in, tombstones. in his front yard. Did you he, see those Halloween decorations yeah, of all I, the I quarterbacks? It, yeah. He said, you, you can, can keep, keep my tombstones. Tombstone I'll take the win. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to go to break. We'll be back with more right here in the locker room.